welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified, episode number 12. Today, we're going to talk about retirement income strategies. So we're going to do a kind of a high level on some of the different strategies. This will be kind of the first part in a series where I'll dig in a little bit deeper in some of these different strategies on future episodes. But I wanted to follow up with this episode coming off of our, our last series on the top retirement risks, because it's one thing to know what the risks of retirement are as far as uh, your income planning goes. But you know, what are you going to do about those risks? How are you going to handle those? And that's where the retirement income strategies come in. So before I get too far into this, I'm currently at home with COVID-19. So if you hear any noises or yelling in the background, the kids are in the room right behind me. I just introduced them to Mario Kart today so that they can uh, hopefully stay occupied for a little bit. But anyway, I digress. So the three types of strategies we're going to talk about today are uh, safe withdrawal rates, ratcheting strategies, uh, which are kind of related. We're going to look at dynamic spending strategies and bucket strategies. So each strategy, you know, is going to appeal to to different people depending on situation, comfort level, all those kind of things. And, you know, in our practice, we have our favorites for sure. But today it's not really about making the, the claim that's one one is any better than another. It's really just making sure you're aware of of what is available so you can start doing some of your own research or, or asking the right questions. And so again, this is a, is a really important, it's probably one of the most important topics we'll cover on this podcast because the number one question I get from clients is always, how much can I spend in retirement and not have to worry about running out of money, right? So without some kind of a plan or strategy, it's really hard to answer that question. So we're going to get started with safe withdrawal rates, which would be the most common type of a strategy. And really what this is, is it's all about just being very conservative and making sure that your spending levels are, are so conservative that you just won't run out of money no matter what happens in markets, right? And you know, traditionally, this is kind of the way that uh, planners will, will do a retirement plan. Most often, they'll uh, just do a projection based on a, a really conservative rate of return to let you know if you're going to run out of money. Again, depending on how long they're projecting it that you're going to live. Probably the most common, the most famous initial withdrawal rate for a safe withdrawal rate is 4%, the 4% rule. So you may have heard of that in the past. Uh, if you do a quick Google search, 4% rule, you'll find out lots about it. The 4% rule was introduced by Bill Bengen. And basically what Bill is saying from his research of running many different scenarios through past markets so he's he's tried to look at some of the uh, you know not only good markets but also difficult markets, uh, high inflation rates, all these different scenarios to see what's a starting rate that someone could start taking out of their portfolio and not have to run out of money. And so what I mean by uh, a safe withdrawal rate or the initial withdrawal rate is the percentage of your portfolio value you can start taking out in year one. 
So for example, just to keep it really simple, if you have a million dollar portfolio and you're going to use the 4% rule, so that 4% initial withdrawal rate, that would be $40,000 per year. And so what Bill's research showed that is if you follow this 4% rule, you could take 4% out of your portfolio on year one, and then you could increase that withdrawal. So in that case, the $40,000, you could increase that by the amount of inflation increase each year. And then by the end of a 30-year retirement, you should not have run out of money based on past history. So that's, uh, that's the most famous safe withdrawal rate rule. Uh, and then the other way, again, it's pretty common in the, in the financial planning world to figure out that initial withdrawal rate is running what we call Monte Carlo analysis. And to just get what the, uh, the safe withdrawal rate is going to be, you are just going to run a Monte Carlo analysis, which uh, runs thousands of different scenarios through uh, a computer program. And then it spits out some numbers and tells you that if you want 100% success in your retirement to make sure you never run out of money, here's the amount of money that you can take out of your portfolio to start with and then keep it up with inflation over time. So those are the safe withdrawal. And, and again, safe withdrawals, withdrawal rates are the, the most common type of strategy that we see for retirement income planning. But there definitely are other strategies. And so one strategy that really it actually builds off the safe withdrawal rate is the ratcheting strategy. The ratcheting strategy I first heard of from uh, Michael Kitsis. And basically... His framework for a rule around this ratcheting, <laughs> so I'm out of tired time getting it out here today because of my voice with COVID. But anyway, his the strategy is really along those same lines as the safe withdrawal rate. So it's play it really conservative. Make sure you're never going to run out of money, but also have some rules in place. So you know when, okay, you know what, the portfolio has done well enough that you can ratchet up your spending. So from a high level framework that he gives to it is, if your portfolio gets 50% larger than where you started when you retired, you can go ahead and increase your spending by 10%. And then he suggests every three years, checking back in to see if you're still above that, that 50% buffer. And if you are, give yourself another 10% raise. And as long as you can keep that buffer there, so you know your portfolio is again at 50% higher than where you started, you can continue to give yourself those raises every three years. But then if you know markets go down, portfolio goes down, and you lose that buffer, you can stop giving yourself those raises. But the idea here is to, to make sure that you're never going to have to actually reduce your spending. So you know some people, maybe it's you, maybe it's not, they want to know that they're not going to have to take a pay cut. They're not going to have to reduce their, their lifestyle expenses because of what's happening in their portfolio. So the safe withdrawal rate, the ratcheting strategy, these are good ways to be able to start conservative, know that you can spend that, not never going to have to worry about adjusting downwards. And then the rationing strategy is that option to spend a little bit more once you know you're kind of in a safe zone. So the next type of retirement income strategy we're going to look at is dynamic spending, uh, otherwise known as variable spending strategies. And so the idea behind these are setting yourself up in a way that's going to allow you to spend a little bit more. So we talked about initial withdrawal rate. So having a higher initial withdrawal rate in the uh, early years, which is, you know, generally when most people are going to be spending more as the early years of retirement, you're going to be more active, probably have more recreational activities going on, more travel, these types of things. So, you know, most people want to be able to spend more money earlier in their retirement. And so these dynamic spending strategies, they give you 
that ability to take it a little bit more now, but it's with the caveat of, of having a plan to know when you need to dial back your spending. And then the flip side of that is also a plan to know when you can spend even more if things are going really well, which that portion of it is, uh, is very similar to the ratcheting strategy. So I'd say one of the, the most well-known, if not the most, yeah, probably the most popular and most used is the uh, retirement income guardrail strategy. And this is one that we use in our office. And basically, if we think about this, uh, if I use an analogy, you could think of the guardrails uh, on the highway. And we're assuming that you're not worried about, you know, dinging up your car here. But if, you know, the only goal driving down the highway is to make sure you don't end up in the ditch and we have guardrails on both sides of the highway, you don't know, you know, what's going to come up in front of you. That's going to make you swerve one way or the other. And we have guardrails there so that your car does not go into the ditch. And so if we think about just driving down the road as being the same as what's that, the safe zone for how much you can be taken out of your portfolio each year. And as long as you stay between the two guardrails, you know you're not going to run out of money. The guardrails basically, again, thinking of the cars, if you hit the guardrails, they bounce you back into the middle of the road to keep going. It doesn't matter if you go to the left or to the right. And so with the retirement income guardrails strategy, it's the same idea. So you're, you start with that a little bit higher initial withdrawal rate. So say it's 5% instead of that safe withdrawal rate of 4% we talked about. And we just monitor spending over time. And as long as that rate that you're withdrawing, we'll, use, we'll put the guardrails at 6% and 4%. So as long as portfolio goes down, you're not taking out more than 6% and you're not taking out less than 4%. You just keep doing your thing, keep taking money out. You know, you're not going to run out of money and, and all is good. But the flip side of that is if, because the markets go down, your portfolio is down, all of a sudden you hit the lower guardrail meaning now you're taking out more than 6% of your portfolio at the start of the year. Well, then what we need to do is we make, need to make an adjustment where we tighten your belt, so to speak. So we just rein in the spending a little bit. So the amount you're taking out of the portfolio and that guardrail will keep you in the safe zone. So we know you're not going to run out of money. Now the flip side of that is if things are going really well and you hit the upper guardrail. And so now you're taking out less than 4% the scenario we're using here, well, then you could actually increase your spending a little bit because we know that you're actually about to go out of the guardrails on the side where, you know, you can be spending more than what you're actually taking out. So this is a strategy. It's more of a plan than a projection. So the, uh, you know, the safe withdrawal rates are, it's almost like a projection that you can almost do it one time and, and then run with it. But the dynamic spending strategy, the idea is really to allow you to spend more money in retirement, but know when to dial it back, but also give you that flexibility to spend more if things are going really well. And then a bit of a, I guess, another way of looking at dynamic spending is that often big spending cuts for short periods of time, so temporary big spending cuts, don't actually have that big of an impact on helping you not run out of money. So if things are going really bad and you dial back spending by 30%, say, okay, I'm just going to as I said earlier, tighten my belt for a couple of years and then, uh, and then we'll just continue on. That really hurts generally the, uh, you know, your lifestyle. So you really feel that when you make those big cuts, but they really don't have a huge impact for the longevity of your retirement. But what does have a bigger impact is small but permanent decreases. And so the easiest way to do that 
is to actually just forego your cost of living adjustment or inflation adjustment from time to time. So this is you know, also attributed to Guyton. And so that's G-U-Y-T-O-N. So we'll put his paper on the uh, the guardrails and this inflation adjustment in the in the show notes. But the idea here is that you know all these strategies assume that we're keeping up with inflation. So we're increasing the amount you're kicking out of your portfolio each year, the same rate that inflation or the cost of living is going up. But what we also know from you know all the the data, so if you're a big data, but we can uh, and we have a pretty good idea what people are spending in retirement and what we do see is that spending doesn't usually keep up with inflation. So if your portfolio is down, so this is Guyton's adjustment. If your portfolio was down last year, then we can make a minor adjustment of just not increasing with inflation this year. So it's a very minor increase. So, you know, if, uh, if inflation has been 2%, you're just not getting that 2% increase. So you can also think of it as like a 2% cut in spending, but that's permanent. So, you know, that could be over 30 years of retirement. So that minor adjustment will actually have a much larger impact because it's permanent than that big cut where you really feel it in your lifestyle for a couple of years, but you you go on and resume your, your regular spending after. So just to clarify that one, the Guyton inflation adjustment is if your portfolio was negative last year, don't increase your, your spending with the cost of living the next year. If your portfolio did well, it's positive then you can take that inflation increase. And then the final type of strategies we're going to look at today are the uh, bucket strategies. So there's uh, you know there's several different types of bucket strategies. We'll go over just a, a couple from a high level here today. And so the first one is uh, Tom Hegna's Paychecks and Playchecks. And he talks about the go-go, the slow-go, and the no-go years. And I know I've mentioned this on another podcast, but the idea here is the go-go years you're doing the most of your spending, right? So as I said earlier, you're traveling or recreational activities. So spending is generally higher in those early years of retirement. And then the slow go years are kind of the, the mid years getting into the later years of retirement and spending starts to reduce a little bit. So again, not keeping up with the cost of living, uh, you're not traveling as much, you're not spending as much on recreational activities. You're just happier to kind of stay home, have family come to you, that kind of stuff. And so again, spending is lower. And then you have the no-go years. So the later on in life where you're not, you're not out and going because you're not able to. And the risk here is an increase in spending because of, of healthcare costs or healthcare risks. So the way that Tom talks about dealing with all these different scenarios is a combination of uh, investment insurance products to, to achieve your goals. So first he says, start with some kind of a guaranteed investment like a, an annuity. So an annuity would be similar to a defined benefit pension plan where you give the insurance company a certain amount of money and then they guarantee you a paycheck for as long as you live. Okay. And there's a lot of different types and options on annuities. So we won't get into that right now, but the idea behind the annuity is you buy an annuity that's going to create enough income to make sure all your basic needs are taken care of for the rest of your life. So, you know, your living expenses, these are your needs, but not your wants. All right. And so once you know you've taken care of that, then you need to look at some of the other risks. So the risk later on in life, those healthcare risks. So he suggests you take care of that 
through insurance. So you could have long-term care insurance, maybe critical illness insurance or some combination so that anything above and beyond your basic expenses and those no-go later on years are taken care of by insurance. So you know that you're, you're going to be okay on that end. And then you're funding those higher expense go-go years with more variable type investments like mutual funds or stocks where you're getting growth, the potential for growth, which are going to allow you to do more fun things in those early years. But if your portfolio goes down or you eventually spend that money, as you get into the uh, the slow go years, it's okay because you're not really spending as much in those later years anyway. And then the final piece where a lot of people have a, a legacy goal. So they want to leave money to their kids, or their family or charities or whatever the case is. So that, you know, the downside is if you have an annuity, you're more than likely not going to get anything back out of that. You've given the insurance company and ex- money in exchange for a guaranteed income. But when you pass away, there's no money left there for your family. And so that's where Tom would say you should have life insurance and you can guarantee that legacy. So you figure out what is your goal for a legacy for your family, your kids, a charity again, whatever that is. And you can easily make sure it's going to happen in the amount that you want it to happen with just by having that life insurance in place that'll pay out upon your death. And so that's that one type of a bucket strategy. Another type of bucket strategy is just looking more at a, you know, a traditional type retirement portfolio. And, and again, there, there's a multiple ways to do this. And we do a form of this in our office, not, not this specific one I'm going to talk about right now, but the bucket strategy that we're going to talk about here is really thinking of your, your time horizon for retirement in kind of three different buckets. And so bucket number one is going to be your, your very short-term spending. And in this bucket, you're going to have things like uh, cash and some low-risk bonds. And that might be you know, enough there to, say, take up to five years of, of retirement income spending. So what you're going to need to take out of your portfolio over the next five years. And then from, say, five years to 10 years, you might have something that's more like some balanced mutual funds, something along those lines where you have some kind of combination of low and, and medium risk type investments. So some stocks and some bonds in there. So you're getting some growth, but also generating some income. But you can be confident that five years down the road, that money's going to be there and it should have appreciated or gone up by the time you need to use it. And then anything kind of 10 years plus, that's just more in growth type investments. So looking more at a portfolio of, of stocks. And so the idea behind this, again, is just kind of mapping out your, your spending and when you're going to be using what each part of the, of the portfolio and, and then you just, you draw your income from that short-term bucket. And over time, you're adjusting to make sure the, the buckets continue to line up with your expected spending in the future. The really great thing about the buckets is that it's kind of a, a mental accounting as well. So, you know, we see that when clients can separate their spending in these, in these different buckets, it just makes it a lot easier to stick to a plan because they know that if their growth bucket goes down, they're not going to spend that for, for 10 years. So in our, in our firm, what we do is, you know, we have kind of a combination of dynamic spending rules and, and also implementing buckets in our portfolios. But we'll have a different sort of in the future about different portfolio strategies for retirement. So for today, that's it. We hit some pretty, pretty high level on some of these retirement income strategies. So we looked at our basic conservative strategy of a, a safe withdrawal rate. 
We looked at dynamic spending strategies, which allow you to have a, a higher initial withdrawal rate. So taking more out of your portfolio in those early years, but also having a plan as to when to make adjustments to your, to your strategy, to your spending. And then we talked a little bit about these bucket strategies, which are putting different products or different types of assets, investments in place to, to satisfy different periods of your retirement. This is definitely not an all-encompassing podcast on every type of retirement income strategy, but hopefully it gives you an idea of some different strategies you can look at and find one that fits kind of your comfort level and also your knowledge, your objectives, all those types of things. Uh, again, it's not any specific advice that you should do any one of these. And it may be some combination of these, or it might be something completely different. But with this information, uh, you should also know that you don't have to stick to just one more traditional, like a safe uh, initial withdrawal rate. There are options. So make sure you do your research. If you have questions on this, you can always visit my website and just book a, a free intro call. Happy to ask or answer any questions you have. If you found value in this, feel free to share it with anyone else you know who's going to be retiring soon who's already retired. And of course, if you have a, uh, if you have a minute, we'd love it if you could leave us a, a review and a five-star rating if you feel it's worth it, because that's how we're going to get this out to more people, so more people can be learning and simplifying their retirement. So thanks again for joining me, and I'm uh, looking forward to being with you again soon. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.